0: For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. That's
1: just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary.
0: That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families.
1: Focus on the Family is out on the front lines of things that, you know, are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way.
0: It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800 A Family or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. My wife and I have six kids, and
1: I consider myself something of a teenage uh, whisperer. I can say that we successfully got them through the teenage years into adulthood. They're all uh, strongly independent and doing well uh, generally in life. When the teen years came, there were these eye rolls. There were tears unexpectedly by both the boys and the girls. There were these hormone changes that just made everything difficult, it seemed. But it was a beautiful, wonderful season, and we're going to talk about uh, the joys of some of the changes that occur in the teen years. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads our parenting team. And, Danny, your kids are in the teen years. Mm -hmm. Uh, What happened way back when, 11, 12, 13, when uh, when your son and daughter became teens?
2: Yeah, and, John, they are towards the end of those teen years. You're a survivor. survivor. That's (laughs) right. You know, there are more... Uh, on the good side, there were some deeper conversations that began to take place. And we got to, you know, conversations on political topics, on topics of sexuality, on mental health topics, sports, all kinds of great conversations. Along the way, more moodiness, more of the why (laughs) with boundaries and and, uh, limits that we put in place that go, well, So why is that? And so I just had to be ready for for those moments. I saw that their insecurities had increased tremendously. There were a lot more comparisons to their friends and what other people were doing. And they were adjusting and adapting in their own way to those insecurities. And I would see it in some of their behaviors or what they were choosing to do or choosing Mm -hmm. not to do. And there was more of a desire to be with friends, which is yes. totally normal and, and great for them to to do that. And yet, sometimes there were friends that they were choosing simply because they had influence for other things, and we needed to talk through those. Yeah, that. thank you for reminding me of that painful aspect of raising teens. I mean, I, I loved
1: all of the ages uh, that our kids have been. Uh, the teens were beautiful and wonderful, but there was that Uh, friend influence that made it really hard for us. Well, we're going to hear now from Dr. Gary Chapman. He's a popular guest, and uh, he talked with Jim Daly and me about
0: uh, what happens when kids become teens. Gary, welcome back to Focus. Well, thank you. It's great to be back. It's so good to have you here. And uh, the teen years, uh, as we were just bantering about, (laughs) John and I can really be challenging, and it is a scream for help from a lot of parents because, yeah, they don't know what to do. I'm gonna put you on the spot. What were those years like for you and your own family?
3: Well, you know, with our daughter, they were really easy. (laughs) <laughs> Love the girls. And then our son came along, <laughs> and I realized, why well, people had trouble raising children. <laughs> <laughs> but that can go both ways,
0: right? you mean right. It really can. But in your case, yeah, so that was your challenge, was your son. But it was
3: our son, yeah. Yeah, our daughter from the very beginning, as a child and through the teenage years, she was just basically compliant, and she knew where she was going. She said, when she was eight years old, I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up. And so in high school, she took three years of chemistry and three years of Latin, and <laughs> she went on to be a doctor. My son, who was four years younger than her, as all this began to unfold, he said, you know, Shelly's going to miss a lot of life. She's too focused.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a fun young man.
2: <laughs>
0: but in that, in that context for all of us, uh, and maybe some listening and viewing right now, they're living it. They, yeah. s- they have the teenagers in the home, and their ears are all tipped in on this conversation. What causes that turbulence? Why, mm. Why do we laugh you know, humor's rooted in truth. Yeah. Why do we laugh about the teen years? Because it is true. It's turbulent.
3: It, it is true. You know, I remember the uh, the mother who said to me, she said, uh, Doc Chapman, she said, I don't know what's happened to my son. She said, since he became a teenager, he's questioning everything I have said through the years. And she said, it just like his brain is changed. And I said, you guessed it. <laughs> yeah, His right. brain has changed. Yeah, you that's know? what's happening. And the brain is refocusing during those uh, teenage years, and so, yeah, there are things happening. They're thinking differently, and uh, one of the things is they're thinking now more logically. And uh, I didn't say they're they're logical. I just said <laughs> they're beginning to develop yeah. logical thought. You know, uh, and so they're going to question things. And so we have to learn how to work with that rather than working against that.
0: Right. And you say in the book that you need to really remember it's developing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's not
0: developed.
3: (laughs) Man, I'm telling you,
0: when you're in the heat of battle with your teenager, that's hard as the adult to remember that, that they're not there. I mean, I saw research, and you're into all the research uh, a boy's brain isn't fully developed till 25. 25. Now, how many parents just went, duh,
3: <laughs> but it is so
0: true, and uh, describe those attributes of the of the teen brain. What What is going on?
3: Well, I think one of them is what we just mentioned, that is, they are beginning to think logically, and consequently, they are questioning almost everything, things we've taught them their whole lifetime. They're questioning those things, is that really true? And uh, they're going to ask us questions. And we're going to either help them work through that or we're going to shut it down by saying, you know better than that. I've taught you different from that. Mm-hmm. you know." And so we've got to learn to cooperate with that. The other thing I think in the brain what's happening is the emotional part of the brain is going through some changes. So they're really high and really low. In the morning, they can just be so jovial and everything seems wonderful. And they go off to school and come back that evening and they're in the pits. Yeah. You know, something happened today that influenced them in a negative way and now they're in the pits. So, and parents, this is hard to understand because this morning you were this way and tonight you're this way. But it's, it's a part of the, the development of the brain.
1: Danny, this is wheelhouse stuff for you. You know this um, just because of your training and experience. But Gary talked about how teenagers, the brain is changing physically. So uh, what does that look like um, practically? How do the brain changes affect what we see in our uh, daily interactions with our kids?
2: Well, they're starting to think outside the box, right? So more abstract conceptual thinking. So they come up with creative ways to do life, (laughs) new new (laughs) and creative ways, right, to solve problems. They see new ways to make the bed, new ways to do chores. They feel enlightened, like Mm. there's something new they're bringing to this world because their brain is beginning to see beyond the concrete and into this abstract world, which is fantastic, yet it can be super frustrating. They also, on top of that, have the risk-taking... Uh, that is taking place in their brain. Their brain is more open to risk-taking. They're attracted to that, which is great as they're growing up, yet it can get them in trouble. And that can play out in going too fast at times, and then the reality of a ticket, or uh, wanting to do something that the school has said they shouldn't do, and they decide, well, you know, uh, they don't know best. I want to do it I'm above that that rule or that law. Also, novelty is a huge desire all of a sudden in, in the brain. It's normal as, as a little kid, but it, it really gets bigger as a teen. I want to experience mm. new things, the yeah. newest thing possible. So they want new clothes, new things. They get bored quickly with what they've got. And they're more sensitive to rewards, especially the feedback they get from their peers. Mm. They're more sensitive to that, which means they are willing to take the risk to do something to get that immediate reward from their peers than the long-term consequence. They think more about the reward than the consequence that's gonna be there. And so just keep that in mind. Have a lot of grace in this transition period for your teens. Also be clear with your boundaries and limits because they need to know that there are some of those (laughs) that come along the way. And they can bring new perspectives to things. Know that with their brain switching and changing and they think in the abstract, they love it when you say, hey, what do you think? What's another way of looking at this? And when you draw that out, it really can empower them to Mm. to have a thought they bring to the table rather than forcing their opinion in, you're inviting it in.
1: Oh, that's really good. So be curious as your teen uh, hits this time of life where they're thinking out of the box, they're trying things. One more clarification here. If they're asking why not or why that rule, Mm. is it I'm going to feel disrespected no matter what. I just, I learned I got to let go of that. They don't necessarily mean it disrespectfully toward me when they ask, do they?
2: Sometimes. Look at the tone, (laughs) look at the moment, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But most of the time, they are really truly wanting to know, why in the world do we have this rule? It doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Or I think you're being way overprotective. And that's so probably want, the
1: unspoken part that I might be picking up on.
2: That is. Yeah. 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 Many times in Christian homes, there's that, I think you're being overprotective. Why would you think that that's unsafe or that's wrong? Show me in the Bible. Tell mm-hmm. me Why? We've had this boundary. Take the time. Be patient. Lean in with your kids.
1: Yeah, that's great. You're always so helpful on this particular topic. Every time we come near teens, I think, Danny's going to have gold. And you did once again. So uh, thank you. And thank you to your team, Danny, because you've got a whole curriculum. Uh, called Launch into the Teen Years. You're part of it. Uh, It's videos, a workbook. It's pretty good stuff, isn't it?
2: It is, and we really wanted to come alongside parents to give them opportunities, talking points to have with their kids, uh, opportunities to have that conversation, intentional conversation. Six sessions takes you from identity all the way to talking about sexuality, and uh, you can dig as deep as you want as parents within this resource.
1: If your child is not yet a teen or has just started that journey, uh, that season in life, get information about Launch Into the Teen Years. Uh, We'll link over to that in the show notes, and you can find out more about the videos and the workbook. And then uh, we heard from Dr. Gary Chapman. He is always so good and has such great insights, and uh, his book would be perfect. It ties right into what we've uh, been hearing from him and then talking about with Danny. Uh, Things I wish I'd known before my child became a teenager. Uh, Really practical, solid, sound, biblical advice. Uh, Get a copy of that book today when you make a donation to Focus on the Family. Uh, We welcome your one-time gift or your monthly pledge, and when you join the support team or uh, renew or uh, give again, we'll say thanks by sending a copy of that book to you. All the details, of course, are in the show notes. Next time, more from Dr. Gary Chapman, uh, lessons he learned after getting into an argument with his son. Uh, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.